One Man Revolution, Volume 4, Episode 10. again on a Friday night live from the bunker. It is the One Man Revolution podcast. I am your host, the Revolutionary, and I'm joined by the Comrade and Wanderer and the Canadian and the Thespian and the Pragmatist. And I have everybody in the right order on the screen now. Congratulations. Well, it has been it has been a number of days, which is covered up by this little panel. Hold on a second. It has been 64 and a half days since the current regime has taken power. And this week I don't know if much happened, but what did happen was the president came out of his hole. And I think this means Three and a half more years of hopefully something uh, progressive. Uh, that didn't open as nicely as I hoped it would. Oh, there we go. There we go. There, that's some good ones. So the reason that didn't open as well as it could is uh, this is a coffee time mocha coffee, which most of its label is in Chinese. So... <laughs> <laughs> on the on the back of it, like the front of it is all is all American, but the back of it's drinking that. a Chinese made drink. Who knows what's in that? Mm. Ooh, it tastes like the vaccine. Radioactive. <laughs> oh, actually, that's weird. It's a mocha, and it has a the mouth feel that gives you that back flavor of like a milk product, but not a milk. I don't know what's in it. It's delicious, whatever it is. I love going to Asian markets and buying weird things. All right, so comrade, what's in your glass over there? <laughs> I have uh, Pinkus, P-I-N-K-U-S, Pinkus, organic Munster Altbier Ooh. from Germany. Uh, it's a beautiful label. Great, nice. It's nice. The correct color. It is the correct color, and the correct Ooh, size, great. and the correct size glass. The correct glass. Yes. The correct uh, temperature. Yeah. And it is correct. Ah, very nice. Wanderer, what are you knitting? Towel. Towel, okay. And what are you drinking? Um, it's, it's Tunisian crochet, but that's fine. Nice. A Tunisian <laughs> crochet. Um, yeah, it, it almost just looks like knitting, but with one needle. Mm. With a hook. Nice. So you're, so you're a hooker today. Yeah, huh? Nice. Is live, she's live streaming the hooking. <laughs> <laughs> and why is our live stream stopping? Oh, dang it, Zucky Zuck. That's true. That's true. And what are you drinking there? Yes. Um, so I'm drinking uh, Far From the Tree Nova Hop Cider. Oh. Uh, believe they're out of Salem. This one was. Nice. And I brought That's it from my vacation. Yes. You were up in Boston for the St. Patrick's Day holiday last week. Uh, Canadian, what you got over there? So, so we're going to play a guessing game. I'm drinking a beer that has a cap hmm. and a cork. Oh, a cap and a cork. What? Aren't you special? Um, goose. Is it a goose? Close. It is the Dior. 
Oh. Beer garden. I have a bottle of that that's been aging in my cabinet. I should get that out one of these days. Actually, I have I have so much alcohol that I bought over the pandemic for us to open when we're all back together. Oh There's all kinds of beers that have been cellared free for a year almost or or more. Uh, there are bottles of cider, which uh, no no of mead. That's right. I got bottles of mead. Remember that three pack of yeah. mead? Plus I have another yeah. one. I've got all kinds of mead. I've got four. 750s of mead for us to drink. Yeah, three liters of mead. And so, I brought yes. 18, about the 18 year old Canadian. You so have 18. It will be quite the party. Yes. And of the room here, uh, the Canadian and I are still the only ones that have been vaccinated, correct? Or did the pragmatist get his shot yet? Nope. Not still yet. no other than California. Okay. I did pre register. Good, good. Same. Good, good. Yeah, I, I get on the list uh, starting April 1st. Very good. I can, I can go. So I'm gonna, you know, go get in line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get get yeah. get get the fifth here. They're opening it up to everybody. Yeah, eighteen plus uh, here in Florida. So uh, on April fifth, it was a. Oh wait, yeah. Everybody nice who can vote to... gets a vaccine. <laughs> Probably, right. yeah. It's, it's a death sentence. He's not going to give it to anybody who can't vote. Correct. Uh, Thespian, what are you drinking over there? Before we get into uh, into vacation talk. Uh, have in my favorite koozie a Coors Light and then I opened another Coors Light and the mountains are so blue that I need to make sure I finish this one quickly <laughs> head for the mountains mm-hmm. all right and uh and pragmatist you always have interesting beer over there from the old Trader Joe's this Ooh. one is called bunny with a chainsaw <laughs> I like it it's I feel like double- that's isn't a that card, cute? It is. I feel like that's a card on an uh, expansion pack of Exploding Kit. <laughs> card on beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a double dry hopped hazy India pale ale at 8.2% alcohol. <laughs> uh, and it's nice and fruity. Um, wow. It's not, I was told it was going to be real hoppy, but it's really is it's it like a, just kind of chewing on a pine tree, not actually drinking. It's a balanced, it's a balanced hoppiness. It, it's a pretty good, It's the, yeah. they dry hopped it. They didn't wet yeah. hop it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Oh, I love how we're a beer show also. Oh, the reason I am drinking uh, coffee right now is because before the show, I was drinking an Irish uh, cider mint julep, (laughs) which is Irish whiskey uh, in a mint julep with cider instead of soda water uh, for that. Yeah, so it's add alcohol instead of water. So, yeah, that was good. And it was yeah, delicious. It's always, it's always good to dilute your alcohol with more alcohol. It's you know it's the it, Irish way. You know, drinking is not drinking is a solution according to science. So it is. So this week, this week, it's not a solvent. No. So this week, we did have some things happen. Um, we also have some things we didn't get to last week, which is always fun too. Uh, we can still go with our first segment topic, which is always seriously GOP seriously. Um, because there were some things that happened, uh, in the 43 States this week, uh, that are putting forward legislation to stop, uh, voting in various districts, which happen to be filled with people of color. Uh, in Republican-run states or Republican-affiliated uh, uh, houses, House and Senates in those states. 
which we could talk about, uh, especially Georgia, to which uh, the governor up there had a problem. Uh, also, Governor Abbott of Texas might have stepped on his own business because it might be that uh, the, there's a lot of lost business in the state of Texas right now because he repealed the mask law. So there's that. Uh, when you say his own business, do you mean his own grave? No, I'm talking about his dick. All right. So, oh. yeah, yeah. Stepped on his own dick. That is the statement. The statement is, oh, man, that sucks. He stepped on his own dick. And that is one of those things that uh, that, that it's very hard to do. And usually uh, the GOP pays people to do that for them. Yeah. In, yeah. in, in bathrooms in parks, I believe. By usually going over and doing the old uh, understall shuffle with the foot. Yeah. Airport, tap, airport tap restroom. That's oh, right. Airport. Sorry, don't mind my wide stance. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can I help you with that? All right. Um, we, we have a, a message <laughs> from the paper. field. Oh, there's um, already a message from the field? Yes, she from, is in Georgia. In Georgia, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's not particularly happy with her, with her governor. No. Yeah. Um, it, it says Kemp, and it's an angry, vomiting face, which is about what I feel all the time when I hear his name. I think that's the censored face. Either way, he's not being censored. Yeah, his his governor, words are getting out there. Governor Leghorn is is his better better name. Yeah. Uh, pragmatist, you have, you're you're waving. I'm waving because I I got a message from a former GOP friend who who actually was converted to liberalism. Uh, during the Trump administration, I said the T word. Sorry, you did. It's okay. You, you said administration, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> he thinks uh, that this is going to backfire terribly, um, and that Stacey Abrams is going to be governor in 2022. It's uh, highly possible. I mean, she. she I mean, uh, if there's one thing that that drives me a little bit crazy about the laws that were enacted. Uh, by the governor signing that today, which it was brought into yesterday by the House and Senate in Georgia. Uh, the laws say some very ridiculous things. One of them is if, there, if there's a line and someone is in that line and a person brings them food or drink, it's a felony. Yep. So yep. that's a very that quick. ridiculous. Well, yeah. Uh, my cousin shared a meme that uh, she is a pastor. Uh, <laughs> and, Whoa, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we can't afford that. Okay. We can't uh, afford that. Yeah, so she was a she's a pastor, and yeah. she uh, shared this to to my brother, who's a lawyer. Uh, his page. Um, you know, we get pizza and juice and call it communion and pass it out. We can do it, right? Like, and my my cousin was like, "Sign me up." Where? You know, where do we yeah. need to go? Yeah, I, I, we need to get we need to get the pastafarians out there. Yeah, yeah religious yep. freedom and all. Satanists, the Satanists need to go out. The Satanists are always I'm, good I'm for a good time. You know what happens if if I accidentally forget a cooler full of water somewhere? You know, I think I think, I think you have to show intent. Right. Yeah, in most of these things. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I, I hung out the night before my, and I left, and oh, I forgot a. Here's here's water. my scenario, which which is real, which is why I think that law in particular will get struck down. And if it's part of a bigger package, it's potential they take the whole thing down. Yeah. Um, but suppose I go into insulin shock. Yeah. One of the ways to treat people who are in insulin shock is to do what? Give them food. Give, Give them, them something. Give them juice yeah, right. or soda or something to drink that has carbohydrate in it. 
which would technically be against the law. Yep. Yeah. Giving so at that point, I think you, the the law won't stand. And I don't think that they were smart enough. And I hate to say it that way, but I don't think that these people who created these laws were smart enough to have put medical information in. Right. Along with, you know, well, unless it is medically valid, you know, someone bringing this up for medical reasons. I'm sure they did not put that in there because they want to make it as restrictive as possible. So that if is a medical reason. Yep. But if some but if someone helps someone else and they're in line, because where are those lines? I want to ask that question where traditionally for the past eight years, 10 years have those lines been underserved communities? Yep. You know, people who are underserved because they put fewer polling places there because they don't want those people voting. Right. Pragmatist. But there's a lot of a lot of older white people in Georgia, mm-hmm. rural neighborhoods who are going to be suffering from this. Many of them members of the GG, GQP. Yeah. So but, they're but, damaging their own. They're damaging their own with this. But but they're getting rid of, they're trying to damage a larger proportion of, yeah. you know, it's friendly fire. They're going to take out, pick a number, 3% of yep. old people who can't drive versus, you know, 10% of minorities who won't be able to vote for all kinds of constraints. But it, And that to them is yeah. a win. If you uh, want, I think they're going yeah. to find that Stacey Abrams and her friends are going to redouble their efforts to get as many people out as possible. It's going to backfire. They didn't get rid of early voting and they didn't get rid of uh, mail-in balloting. They just made it more difficult. So I think, I think you may be right. Yeah. Um, The, that, that people who are motivated will come out and try to vote him out so they can undo these laws. But Um, it's not just him. That's the problem. This was the Georgia Senate and the Georgia House of Representatives that did this. Right. It's not just when people are like, well, they're going to vote Kemp out. Well, they have to vote out all of those idiots that are in those House and Senate. Comrade first, then, then Canadian. Just a quick thing. We always harp on how important local elections are. And this, this is why. If you like, we saw an unprecedented rally of of people of color voting in 2020. It was amazing. It was incredible. And they didn't switch the local balance of power. They voted on a federal level, but not on a local level. And that's why this new level of of, of voter suppression, these new, uh, uh, what's the term that everyone's calling these things? Jim Crow. Jim, thank you. These oh. new Jim Crow laws. Uh, the president right. called them Jim Eagle. Yeah. Because they are so much higher than Jim Crow. <laughs> and it was the worst Can joke that has been made. Eagle? It was the saddest thing ever. Yeah, I liked it when he said, I miss him. Yeah, yeah. I miss him. Yeah, I miss him. Yeah. So so part of the problem with that is the the state districts are so gerrymandered. The Democrats can't win. They're, they're, all the the Democratic votes are, are in a few districts, and then the rest of the Democratic vote is is saturated right. in Republican votes. Yeah, gerrymandering. Yeah. It's very much gerrymandering. So, so they're not going to change the state house. The only hope of of keeping this kind of reform from happening in the future is is to keep the governorship. Now, the the thing that I was raising my hand to say was that. Anybody who talks about voter fraud and the governor Kemp was particularly uh, 
wrong about in his statement about we want to keep things fair and safe. What they <laughs> mean is we only want white people to vote. Yeah. Literally, voter fraud is, oh, black people voted? <laughs> Something's fraud. wrong. Right? That's what that that's what that is a code for for white people who don't get it. Voter fraud means minorities voted and we need to stop it. And that's what Georgia is doing straight up, which is why I'm wearing my hat. Yep. Um, we we need we need to we need to stop that. Yeah. The crazy thing about the Georgia law, I'll let you go. Practice is they put the legislature in charge of the election commissions. Legislature can vote to overrule and replace a local election commission. Yeah, they don't which, like the way the votes are counted. Which is exactly why I think what's going to happen is that these states are going to force a federal response. The federal response is going to be uh, a Supreme Court case where someone has been arrested for giving water or arrested because they were trying to vote and they were right before they went to step in the voting booth, they were told, nope, you can't vote you know, because of these new laws, but the person behind them was allowed for one reason or another or something along those lines. And it will be tried and it goes, it'll go to the Supreme court and HB one, which is currently, uh, you know, house bill one, which is, which is in the house, which has not been voted on yet is currently, it currently has a bunch of voter info. It's a, a lot of stuff about voting, but yet it has not gotten out of committee because they are afraid of what would happen because there are 43 states and they're afraid of losing their spot. Now we have somebody who's in here, uh, in our, in our chat here, who is putting a bunch of stuff and we're not just we're, we are not talking about the orange man. We are not talking about those things. What we're saying is that this is a systemic policy of anti-American anti-democratic policy. It has nothing to do with the man who is no longer in power, who no longer no. is part of the a part of anything. So you can have your nice day in the chat and feel free to say whatever you want. Uh, and you can continue to yell whatever you want until we block you. So go ahead. Can, can we change Joe Manchin's name to, to, to Joe Testicle? Because oh, the wow. man is as weak as they come. He, he is literally saying, oh, I'm not going to vote for any Democratic bill unless a Republican votes for it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like, what, you can't stand on your own? What? Well, that's really strange because in the last four years, the Democrats voted on a lot of bills right. along with their Republican brethren in the course of helping Americans. Yep. And yep. when the GOP is sitting here and none of them are supporting even things with, with women. Right. So we, they're not they're not helping anything with with, uh, you know, with any type of legislation that helps the American people do the pandemic. They're not helping women. They're not doing anything because it doesn't benefit them. Right. So, you know, screw you. You're un-American. You're unpatriotic. And I have words for you. Ted Cruz, GOP. So go ahead, pragmatist. <laughs> I was just going to say, when I see these things happening the smell of desperation is so thick because these people know that demographically they will be outnumbered by 2035 in this country. And there's nothing they can do about it besides try to breed, you know, little white trash people as fast as they can. And, yeah. and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So they're really just kind of throwing mud up against the wall, trying to stop it from caving in. 
I mean, I, I, I disagree. I think they could abandon white supremacy as a premise and come up with actual policies and try to lead the country and do, you know, create actual policies that work for people <laughs> yeah, that, and compete would, with the Democrat on policy because the Democrats right now win policy because what Republican policies are there? There are no tax cuts. That's no. it. Yeah. That's all they got. That's all all Republicans have. Comrade. Make rich people like richer. That. Comrade. That's, that, that's exactly it. So, so, but no, what, what Republicans have, that the Democrats don't, is the great American myth. They have an entire broken system of education that supports a flawed mentality about, uh, about who we are as the American people and what this country is uh, that is fed entirely through a white supremacist lens. And as long as that myth is allowed to perpetuate, and as long as this idea of every American who isn't a millionaire is merely temporarily inconvenienced is allowed to perpetuate, the Republicans don't need to debate uh, Democrats on policy because they don't actually have to have policy. They have the quote-unquote moral high ground. They have the, the, the core of what America should be. And, and that's all they need to talk about to keep anybody who is kind of on the fence about what, like, if you're not a particularly well-informed, well-read, politically savvy person, you may get confused about the, the narratives created between, you know, d Democrats being anti-American and Republicans being for America. Like, and that, if that's the core of everything that they say and they get enough swing voters, they'll never have to debate on policy. And again, it's very frustrating because, you know, the president did have a press conference this week. Uh, it was over an hour long and it was so strange. It was so strange because it was his first one in, you know, 60 days. And, uh, you know, the folks over at, at Fox News, F-A-U-X News, uh, they spent a long time every, you know, after 40 days, every day, every show had a counter that said, where's the president? Well, first off, um, I don't know if you all understand object permanence, but he was there even though you couldn't see him. And it's actually a good thing when a person is not in front of the cameras all the time, because that means they're working and actually doing things instead of standing up and saying, look at me, look at me. Go ahead, Canadian. Wait, wait, wait. How many times did he play golf in this first six None. Days? He has not at all yet. So. Uh, well, what does he do with all his time? Play golf. <laughs> I don't even know if he plays golf. Exactly. I don't even know. I mean, how many times did he go for a bike ride? Uh, I know he's been to some. That playing golf was a requirement for being president. The, the point being is that, that faux news did not have any complaints about the former uh, swindler in chief, yeah, um, playing golf all the time, and but he was in front of the camera speaking word salad, and that's yeah. okay, yeah, or or talking out on Twitter or doing something along those lines, which he no longer can do, which makes it even more interesting. But here it was, here he was standing, and he was making complete sentences, and he was giving too much information to the point where he stopped and said, "Hold on." Um, I'm going to stop here because I think I'm giving I'm, your city, your, your reporters, you don't want like a billion different things. So let me just stop there and I'll take the next question. And he was like over giving information about a particular topic. Whereas, and the argue, the discussions I've got on, gotten into on social media about this, they're like, oh, well, you know, he stammered and he stumbled. And I'm like, 
Yeah, because he has a stutter. But that happens when you're actually trying to think and say things rather than just making stuff up. He had to go to his notes. Yeah, he went to his notes that were prepared by his staff to make sure that he was getting it right. And with as facts. To the last guy who just would insult a reporter. You're a bad reporter. That's a bad question. Dumb question. Next guy. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know the answer to it. Uh, how dare you ask me a question I wasn't prepared for? I, he wasn't prepared for anything, but well, a question I couldn't answer. So. Right. Yeah. No, but I, I. But I think that's it. Um, we're going to get flack from people who say that we're too soft on this current president versus the old president, and the answer to that question is, it's because this president is treating the office like a job. Yeah. Yeah. Not a celebrity panel. He's coming into this knowing what the expectations of being the president are, and he's treating it professionally. When, uh, when he step, when he makes a misstep, like we mentioned last week, we will call him on it. Yeah, we we had yeah. an issue with Saudi with, with with the Saudis. We're having an issue with the southern border that he's sending people to. Apparently, uh, we'll see how that goes. But the other thing is this: like the revolutionary said at the beginning of the show. It's been 60 days. Yeah. Like the, the last guy had four years to firmly entrench a huge amount of problems from yeah. top to bottom, Justice Department to Homeland Security to everything in between. It's only been two months. It takes time to undo that damage. But in those I two mean, months, comrade, in those two months, and then I'll let the Canadian speak, in, in those two months, he did set a goal and achieve it and set a new goal when it comes to the pandemic. And when he was asked... Well, you know, now all your, you, it seems like you've been focused on the pandemic. And he goes, yes, because no one was focused on it before. So it takes, yes, I have been focused on the pandemic to solve this problem. And we have a hundred jabs, a hundred million jabs. Think about that for a second. A hundred million jabs in people's arms. 200 million. And he wants to have in his first hundred days, now 200 million, crossed it out, 200 million, which is again, an aggressive timeline. But the important thing is, is he achieved a goal that everyone said couldn't be done. And he's moving on and saying, let's achieve another goal, because that's what Americans do, is we set goals and we beat them and then we move on from there. Canadian. I was going to make some lame point about how many people have quit his administration so far and <laughs> indicted. But, but I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, because the number is a number close to zero. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, comment on the last thing, which is there from you know commentary articles from from reputable people but it's still opinion um there's a race between governors even governors that are not in his camp to not be the guy who's not vaccinating so you know like our particular governor death sentence he hasn't i mean he'd sell the vaccine you know make his mom pay for a vaccine yeah um but he's he's opening it up because because there's de- there's supply and there's demand and why not and so everybody's trying to get it's like this mad people are buying beanie babies only it's vaccine and they want not to be the guy who can't vaccinate his people so they can point at the other governor and say look I did way better than him yeah wonder it's, it's crazy so like we know the the vaccine's not costing us anything and any I'm assuming like for right now like any cost the states accruing their kind of get it's gotten written off in the bills when if there's a time limit for that so that's like 
you have this long, so that's why they're using it. They're like, ah, because if we get, if we have to order more vaccine after this, then that's going to come out of our own pocket, and they're going to have to try to pass that cost on to, well, not us, but like the insurance companies. But, well, here's the here's the thing, Wander. Uh, the CARES Act and the American Rescue Plan both paid for all of them. Yeah. Uh, the, all that money is there at our level. Right. But that's from the federal level. The fe- the state level is not going to have to pay for it. It's all for being how long? Uh, until we're all vaccinated, from what I could tell. So but, but no, we, we put so much money aside. So yeah. what happens when that money runs out? Okay, so this bill costs us much. What happens when that money runs out? The wonder has a good point. We we paid for the vaccine. We actually ordered the vaccine and bought it. But the states are the ones delivering it. Yeah. And there's only, I mean, that's state money, not federal money. And so the federal, the bills put money into the state, but there's only so much. And it only lasts so long. If they, if they don't like start pot, like if they don't order it, it's kind of like use it or lose it. Like if they're like, ah, we're not going to order it right now. We're going to wait. And then they're like, oh, well, uh, the money for order reimbursements is gone now. Yeah. And then they still have to pay for it because they still have to supply it to us. But here's the thing. And and I'll go ahead, pragmatist. I was just going to say there. There are still governors in some states who are turning down hundreds of millions of dollars in Medicaid expansion that they could be taking that will help with these kind of things. And they're refusing to do it, like Mississippi, for example. Uh, I don't know what's happening in Florida. but Well, Florida Florida's taking the money. Yeah, Florida there, took the money. There will be essentially effectively Medicaid expansion in Florida for the next two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea behind this is, is that it, because the federal government has taken, has all the money already set aside and we have already paid for it, it's already done. It then becomes a problem of supply. And right now there are no lines in a lot of the reason why the governor of the state of Florida, at least as I know, it keeps opening it up to younger and younger age groups is because we are, we are at a, a stage now where people are vaccinated. The ones that want it in that age group have gone and gotten, gotten vaccinated. And it's like, there are no lines. So if there are no lines, we may as well open this up to people. You know, that's the problem. Despian. Despian. Got a bug. Um, <laughs> it, it's fine. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like I... Uh, oh, no, there it is. I feel slighted. No, I see it. It's over. It's over there. Um, uh, but I, I feel a little slighted just because they dropped it from sixty-five to fifty to forty, and then they just took it immediately down to eighteen. And it's like, what? There's no benefit to being in my thirties. Do you, Do you know what the state population of people below the age of uh, of forty is compared to the po- state population yeah. above the age of forty? Wait, wait. No, but I'm also saying give <laughs> the 30s a little bit of time to like give us one week where the 30 year olds can go get them too. Thespian, you have you, all the other benefits. Of I was going to say if you don't know the benefits of being 30 versus 50, you're in for a rude surprise in a couple of years. Oh, trust me, I, I no, I. Yeah, that's my why. eyesight's worse than my 66 year old dad, so it's fine. Yeah. I, no, it, it, it's because it. there's nobody. No, in it's line. when. When you cr- when you like crouch down to grab something low, and then you have to debate whether or not you really need to get up, that's it. I don't even understand no, where all no, you people at, are coming at from. At my age, you debate whether you need to crouch down, or maybe you can just like kick it out of the way. Kick it up with your <laughs> get the grabbers. Yeah. You know what I? The dog will eat it. 
Yeah, you, you, uh, the, you know what these are called? These are called the grabbers. Yeah. Yeah, the, pre- the former president taught me that. These are the grabbers. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's this way. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, stop, I'm sorry. stop, everybody. Stop. Is that how it works? It goes this way? I don't know. I'm not a... I'm not okay, a, I'm going to go kill this bug. I'll be right back. <laughs> don't it's, kill... It's, it's, it's kind of like a crab. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My goodness. A chancla. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> crab to chancla. <laughs> Yeah, but again, and suddenly it's, we're all fourteen. Exactly. Yeah. It it drives it, it. honestly drives me crazy hearing suddenly? hearing a lot of these people. I mean, I just noticed that we had a, a a comment in the chat that says, "You are all jokes," and I'm like, "Oh, that's so cute." You're still watching. Um, <laughs> remember, this is my favorite part. the The statement that was made about uh about uh, Howard Stern. Uh, people that hate Howard Stern, who love Howard Stern, watch him for two hours. People who hate Howard Stern listen to him for four, you know, because <laughs> they so, want to so know what we, happens we were next. We called all jokes because yeah. of our political commentary, not because almost we're certainly. making fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost certainly. Uh, almost certainly. Yeah. Uh, well, and, uh, this particular person's from Michigan. Oh, it's a, it's an yeah. Informative com- Con, con, you know, it's a corporate yeah. comment. Hey, was it I Michigan? Mean, uh, was it well, Michigan this week? There was that Minnesota this week that had Minnesota. the. It was Minnesota with the law. It's They're close. Basically enough. the same. Basically the same. Yeah, it uh, was. Do, do we want to get into that? Uh, I would love to. Really, That's another one so, of those things that happened around so the country there, this there year. There was a really interesting article this week from uh, a Supreme a Minnesota Supreme Court finding regarding um, date rape, basically consent and inebriation. And the Supreme Court upheld an argument that you cannot, uh, basically, uh, if you are drunk of your own volition, your inability to provide consent is your fault, and therefore you cannot be raped. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it's... there's no words. Yeah, there no there's words no words for that. for that one. And and to think, I mean, what kind of, what in the name of Brett Kavanaugh is that, is my question. <laughs> you know, um, the idea that you have people uh, that are coming in and saying who are on a Supreme Court. Now, that means it's going to go above that at this point. It's going to have to go to the federal, the federal level, the federal Supreme Court, you know, because that is a huge problem in rape trials. It's like, oh, well, that person wasn't what wasn't under their own their own power. They could not have given informed consent. They couldn't have been given consent. But here is it now a group of judges in a state saying, oh, well, they got drunk on their own volition. So it's not the guy's fault that he raped her. Like, no. no. Go ahead, comrade. Uh, I'm sorry, Canadian. So so it brings up I mean, it brings up all kinds of questions. What defines under your own consent? Well, right? no, yeah. your, your own volition felt- of drinking. If I felt pressure, peer pressure to drink at, say, a sorority, mm. I was under pressure to drink. I needed to belong. Is that my own volition or am I pressured to drink just like I am pressured to have sex? Yeah. That's, that's not my volition anymore. So how do, you, how do you prove it's under my own volition? Just because I was drunk doesn't mean that it was under my own volition. Well, Canadian, we wow. can't answer that question because we weren't in sororities. So, Wanderer. Exactly. But my point um, being that... So I, that, I really take offense with that example. I can just be like, well, I walked into a bar and felt pressured to drink there because the bartender was looking at me weird because I ordered a water. Yep. My Which point exactly. Happen. My point exactly. A little, a little less uh, targeting right there. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yours is 
a little less targeted. <laughs> I just want to, I just know that we have people that were in sororities. So in I our just, room, I want to so. read, um, the actual finding from the jort from the court. Uh, it was a unanimous decision from the Supreme court. Justice Ooh. Thiessen, Thiessen said, because the meaning of the statute is clear, quote, we apply that meaning and not what we may wish the law was or not what we think the law should be, end quote, in regards to uh, the definition of mentally incapacitated. <laughs> Basically, the argument was um, being drunk of your own volition does not categorize yourself as mentally incapacitated and thus you are still uh, uh, basically, the the findings of the previous conviction should not stand. So there was a there was a guilty rape conviction. It's been overturned, and the man is being given a new trial. <sighs> Ladies, well, this for like DUIs. Like I'm not mentally incapacitated. That was exactly going to be my point. <laughs> Go ahead, like, thespian. They they have they would then need to be able to reverse every single DUI because. I'm sorry if you can have sex like ooh that's frustrating. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. That's if exactly you, if it. you're if you're you know mentally capable enough to have to give consent, you should be mentally capable enough to do anything. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Like that. That it just it that baffles my mind. Trying to grasp. But that legend, the, the way they wrote it, the way the law is written, maybe the law is wrong, and they need this is a, to get them to change the law. Uh, if you, in any other way, incapacitate yourself, like I'm riding a bike, and I tried to do a jump, and I failed, and I crashed, and I hit my head, and I knocked myself out, then I can be raped because that was my own volition that I did this for. I was mentally incapacitated, but it was my fault because I did it myself. And that just seems, I mean, that seems crazy. It's, it is crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Even, even Saggy says it's crazy if you heard her yell. Yeah, she, yeah she's, even, she's even protesting the whole thing. But that's, but again, it, 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 how can, now, the part that gets me is, is it, it feels like uh, the court was, ta- was punting this one. Mm-hmm. They're punting it to the Supreme Absolutely. Court. Yep. Because this is going to be appealed if it's at a state Supreme Court level, there is only one other court it can go to, and it's being punted, which means we may have a federal standard for what rape is soon. So maybe this guy is just really smart. And he's which, trusting. this is not a good court for that issue to go to. No, this one is not, uh, especially with Brett Kavanaugh on it. You think uh, Brett you Kavanaugh's think Kavanaugh, going, yeah, yeah think, I'm clean now. Would Kavanaugh have to recru- recuse himself before he votes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go, go ahead, Bragmatist. <laughs> that was it. Oh, that was yours, yeah. <laughs> Kavanaugh have to recuse himself. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, well, you know, they were just playing, uh, they, were, they were playing, what was that, quarters? Is that what they were playing? Yeah, they're just playing quarters. They're just playing yeah, quarters. quarters. Just quarters. Wait, no, there was some other... Devil's Triangle. Devil's Triangle. Devil's Triangle. Devil's Triangle. That's what it was. Playing oh, Devil's yeah. Triangle. Devil's Triangle's just a quarters game. Yeah. Just a quarters game. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, there, the, there's, an like inve- <laughs> there's an investigation going on now uh, on the premise that uh, there were lots and lots and lots of witnesses for Kavanaugh's hearing, you know, when he was being uh, confirmed, uh, appointed as a Supreme Court justice that fell on deaf ears. There was someone uh, someone who was supposed to listen to all this evidence and take in all this testimony, and it was just kind of sidelined and ignored. 
So they may re- have to reopen that investigation. Oh, but what does that do? Can you can you uh, unappoint or can you remove? You, you can impeach. You can impeach. Okay, you, you, can can impeach. Can, you can impeach a judge. It's huh. going to take the Senate to do it. So yep. Oh, yeah. Like so I, speaking of, of, of Brett Kavanaugh, it's interesting we got, got to this place. I was in a conversation uh, with a relatively vocal feminist, um, and they were commenting how it's not okay for women to be emotional. Like Hillary Clinton showed essentially no emotion her entire life and yet got pegged as an emotional woman. But men can be all kinds of emotional and throw little hissy fits all the time and get away with it. And was just, just brought that to my attention. Kavanaugh being the biggest of the hissy fits as well as uh, DeSantis who will throw journalists in jail if they ask him a question he doesn't like. Yeah. And Kemp and the former president. Yeah. All of those guys are super emotional. The double standard is really incredible. It goes beyond just the ability, rather the permission to publicly display emotion. A man who becomes publicly emotional clearly feels strongly and, and it's it's so important to them that it's it's touching them on a deep level and they're speaking mm-hmm. from the soul. But a woman who gets emotional in public, well, she just has no control. She's weak. Yeah. She's yeah. soft. Well, a man can show one of two emotions publicly. Uh, uh, that's usually the one. A man can show show two emotions: uh, anger and sadness. And well, I don't know if you would even call it sadness. Well, not no. They well, like Republicans ever show remorse for anything. Hot anger and cold anger. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But anger is the big one. You can show anger all day, but if a woman shows it, she's a harpy. If a woman shows it, she's oh, is that is it your time of the month? You know, why are you so angry? What, what, why are you? What, no, oh, you're a man hater, obviously, because you're you're speaking up against something. It's like, come on, man. Uh, thespian. Uh, I just wanted to say, now that we've finished all of that, uh, every time Saggy's little <laughs> ear came into view, I kept thinking that you had a bug in your room. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, oh, I, no. I, I do. It's it's called a cat here. Yeah, <laughs> just a large pest. <laughs> oh, <Catchy>. yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like the tip of her ear would like pop into view like a boom mic, and she, I was just like, oh no. She yeah. really wants to be on camera, but I've got her got her like squirrel away over here, catted <laughs> away over here. Yeah. So so my biggest frustration with all with not being able to do that is when I'm in meetings, and I see people who are just as passionate about something as I am. But they don't speak up for one reason or another, their position, their anything. So I'm getting chats from them, you know, while we're in these Zoom meetings this past year of this is terrible. We need I'm like, well, say something. Oh, I just can't. You know, I'm I'm I, it's not my place. And I'm like, fine, I'll say something about it. You know, and I pop off and and they're like, well, wow, you're being you know, obviously this is a, I'm like, look, you know, everybody in this everybody who's on this side of this uh, of this uh, opinion has this opinion. And, you know, they, they, they are, uh, feel hesitant to step forward. So I have to do this and I have to constantly be the bad guy about it, which is fine because I love doing that. It's my favorite thing. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem showing the full range of emotions in uh, every, every single day. So, uh, well, but you can cause you're male. I can't, well, no, I'm a male and I'm in a particular level of my position, so I can do whatever I want. Um, comrade. 
No, actually, that that closing little clause is exactly kind of yep. what I was going to get at, which is I, I don't think it's quite as much. Well, yes, there is a strong gender association, but I think it's also more closely related to your position of power. Yeah. And your, or rather, your perceived position of power, right? Um, if, if you are in a position of power and, and you are generally known to be calm, cool, and collected and occasionally express great emotion about a thing, it's something you believe in. Hmm. But if you're a le- if if you're lower in the totem pole, you're whining or you're complaining I, or you're soft or you're weak or you can't handle it, right? I it, I, I just I mean, Hillary Clinton was in some of the most powerful positions in the country, and she was seen mm-hmm. as an emotional woman. And that woman has not shown emotion. I don't ever. I don't think she was actually seen that way. I think that was just a bad label by a bunch of spin but doctors it, on the right. It doesn't matter. That's what happens. Yeah. That's how. That's that's the 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 message. But but, but uh, not not to split hairs. But I think it's it, it's a it's a separate issue between how a woman expressing feelings is perceived versus how discussing a woman's feelings can be used against them. Mm. You know, like I think they're because as you said, Hillary Clinton was incredibly stoic in every level of public. You know. Uh, uh, presentation she ever made between her eight-hour grilling in Congress or being Secretary of State or running for office or whatever. She was always calm, cool, and collected. So it had nothing to do with who she actually was or how she behaved. It was just more more Fox News bullshit. It wasn't actually based in a record of behavior that she had demonstrated. Yeah. Well, and there was a significant portion of the people who were on the right that they they looked down upon her and did everything they could to belittle her because... Well, she was first lady. That's how she got her job. Oh, she was first lady. That's how she became senator. Oh, she was first lady. That's how she became secretary of state. You know, so she's been in political life. It's because of who her husband was, not because of who she was. It didn't matter that she was probably the single most qualified presidential candidate in American history. Yep. From her experience, her training, her ability. Mind you, if Melania Trump becomes a... Florida Senator, I will be saying the same thing. <laughs> you, do you mean, do you mean Ivanka? But, oh, she would, she would be a New York Senator. Ivanka She'd would be. be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think she still lives in New York. Oh, well, you know, that, that could happen, but where they're living, right. Oh, go ahead. Thespian. Uh, well, I, you know, I feel as though, um, with that time as, as she was coming into being Senator and moving up and doing all of the things, Regardless of the fact that she um, started off as first lady, um, it was because she was a woman already. There was that that uh, patriarchy already implemented in that system in the system. You know that uh, it. Regardless, it was always only now are women allowed to express more of any emotion, you know, good or bad, just other than just showing up and doing the thing. But it's still, it's still a, it's still a comment men will make. Oh, she's so emotional that doesn't get made against men. And that that's, that's wrong. Right. Because men are way more emotional and they use it way more destructive ways. Um, Just, just look at the people we all, regularly talk about yeah go ahead practice uh, I, I just wanted to say that i 
I think a case could be made that if if Hillary Rodham Clinton had been elected president, we might not have had the Me Too movement. We might might not have seen Weinstein outed. We might not mm-hmm. have seen Times Up. Yeah. Uh, we might not have seen BLM. Yeah, you know, not to the not to the way it did. I, it took the antithesis of what this country is supposed to represent, taking power to bring us to the surface. I don't know about you guys, but I'm paying more attention to politics in the last four years yeah. than I ever did before. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very, very definitely. And it also brought it brought the other side to the surface and what their core values and beliefs are. The third side. Right. <laughs> the core values. Well, the third side. It brought the third side up. The third yeah. side is the white supremacists that were hiding in the wings that did manipulate what was going on, but they were very quiet about it. They, you know, they, they, they kept that quiet part when they were around their friends, but they didn't do it out loud. Then they had one of their own in the white house who had no problem just letting it rip that they're very good people on both sides. Uh, and by the way, one of the, one of the state rep, one of the representatives said that he didn't know what Charlottesville was. Yeah. Which, no, which was 2017. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like it was 50 years ago. It was 2017. As, as in he doesn't know it's a town in North Carolina? No. Or he doesn't is, know that there was like uh, a person uh, run uh, over. Uh, altercation yeah. there? Yeah. Fine people on both sides? Yeah. But that, that level of stupidity as a defense is much like the lady who's currently being sued for defamation who is saying, well, no reasonable person would believe what I said about voter fraud and election machines stealing the vote. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Nobody, nobody can say, especially after how public the issue became with the pre- previous president, nobody can yeah. claim that they and, don't know what Charlottesville is. Yeah. You know, in much in the same way that nobody can claim that no reasonable person would have believed what anybody on the right said about the vote being stolen. Yeah. And there are still people did believe it and they're still believing it is the problem. Comrade. I I literally saw someone yesterday who, who commented on a post that I had commented on. Oh, well, you know, the current, the current president isn't the legitimate president. Anyway, we know who the American people voted for. And I was like, there's nothing I can say to this person. This person is crazy. This no, person no. is crazy. They believe that President Biden did not get 84,000 votes, 84 million votes, 84 million votes in the, in the election. They think that there's no possible way that that person who is standing up in front got those votes because of that person, that the other person absolutely got the votes that they got, which we know that there was fraud on the actual Republican side. We've seen so, many so 1,400 of them. you have a conversation yeah. with this person, ask yeah. them how many white votes were stolen from Biden, <laughs> and the answer will probably no. It was all it was all minorities who yeah. who they they it's it's their people who think that the vote was stolen for Biden think it was all a bunch of trucked in Mexicans from mm-hmm. Guadalajara or yeah. black people minorities you know rigging the vote. Yep, they they, they are simply saying I well, don't think those people should be allowed to vote. Well, and and as we said at the top of the show. The new laws in Georgia clearly demonstrate that the the white people in power in the GOP understand the threat to their power right. from people of color voting. Yeah. And, and nothing is a louder and better example of how broken our political system is when the people, the white people in power are scared because people of color vote. Yeah. Right. Well, anybody, anybody who hears that should hear immediately that the GOP is the enemy of the people and we need to get new people in. And it's That's funny 
and it's Agreed. funny and it's funny to see the I don't trust the government types only coming out of the woodwork when it's a democratic president. Yeah, no kidding. And they're like, well, I don't trust the government. You, why are you trusting the government? I don't, well, you were fine for the last four years when there was a white supremacist in the white house. You had no problem with that. You know, Oh, he wasn't a white supremacist. What, what are you? Some the you know, whatever you say, libtard. Okay, well fine. But here's my point. The president made this point very clear in his, uh, in his press conference. And this is what my, my, my point that I wanted to get to. He said that, that, that the last election was an election against of, of democracy versus autocracy mm-hmm. and that the world is leaning toward autocracy. When you look at Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping and others, and th- those are the only, right, only ones we really have to talk about because they are the big ones. But Germany has an autocratic party that has made Italy, Poland, Hungary, all, Hungary, Poland, yeah. all over, which, uh, which are making Turkey. resurgences. Turkey. Turkey. Oh, Turkey. Yeah. Keep all it for yeah. Erdogan. Look, and, and then look at the, yeah. the crazy new laws in, in the UK, the anti-protest uh, laws. Yeah. That they just uh, unearthed. You can, 10 years and a felony for creating a public annoyance as a member of a protest. Yeah. So, so that, that all of that autocracy stuff is how they, they, they justify, well, that man couldn't have gotten those votes. Well, you're right. That man didn't get those votes. What they got was a groundswell of support of the people not to have the autocrat in power, which right. is democracy. And if you don't, and the people that say, oh, well, you know, I can't believe you, you know, I can't believe that guy won. What you are saying is you don't believe in democracy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, ask, ask yourself, you know, play, play out the, an Einstein thought experiment. Ooh. Is if if the former guy hadn't run for re-election, say he something happened or he got thrown in jail or whatever. Oh, um, your lips to God's ears, sir. And and Mitt Romney <laughs> stepped up to run against Joe Biden. Oh, that'd be hard. I would have voted for Mitt Romney. <laughs> well, that's my point. Who would have won? And I yeah. think I think it would be hard pressed not to say Mitt Romney would have won. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and it See, I, so that's it, it's interesting. It's interesting you bring up Mitt Romney because Mitt Romney, I feel like, is the is the last dying breath of the old Republican Party. Yeah, the, you know the the uh, faith in God, do what's right for America, but quiet about it. You know, uh, 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 definitely making you know uh, uh, public policy decisions we disagree with in regards to things like health care and, and and abortion access and things like that, but. Generally, from a biblically moral standpoint, that they can generally justify, right? That's the old Republican Party. That's dead. Yeah, Romney is the last of it. Yeah, I don't want to call him a testicle because he he does stand <laughs> firm under pressure occasionally. Hmm. Um, hmm. But yeah, he he pretty much doesn't rock the boat otherwise. Nope. So I, right. I use him as that. Going along with the party, whatever the party says, guy, but does have a moral point where he will not cross. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I think I think he could have won if he if he had run and the other president hadn't been. I don't think well, there's any other GOP person who could have won. Quite frankly, against Biden. Against Biden. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe every, everybody else in current politics has sworn fealty to the 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 orange man. Well. And, Good old, good old uh, uh, six guns, Colorado over there, Miss uh, Miss Bobart. 
I, I saw an interview Isn't with she the person who Bobert. cut guy's penis off. No, no, that was Bobert. Yeah, Bobert. Um, Bobert, Bobert. Yeah, so yeah. she, so she had an interview with I mean, Fox. If I was Lorena Bobert, I would have changed my name to Lorena Bobert. Yeah. You know. Well, she had an interview with Fox News after the Colorado shooting, which, by the way, was one of three mass shootings last week. It was just the one that kind of bubbled up first. Yeah. Um, well, America's open again. Yeah, America. Yeah. Well, no, and that's the other thing I would like to point out. Have been open. I, I, back <laughs> to normal. Hey. I, no, I just want to point out to everybody that they that the reports were not happening. Over twenty thousand people died in mass shootings last year. Um, yeah. it just was not being reported before. Yeah. So it was actually up into 2020 during the pandemic. So when people are like, Oh, but we're open now. Nope, nope, nope. We were always having mass shootings. They just weren't being reported. Um, we, you know, th- this one was particularly bad because it was four days after, uh, a legal challenge to a law and the law was repealed on the sale of AR 15 style rifles. This individual bought an AR style rifle. It follows the, um, the, 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 the wording, what is it called? It's the, the, the narrative that, that, that some of these news stations want to put out to cause, uh, anger in the bases because you have the gun base. It's like, don't get rid of the gun. Gun's not bad. And then the liberals are like, Ooh, black gun, bad, you know? So all of those, <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, guns don't kill people. Bullets kill people. <laughs> oh, it's just a way of throwing rocks very fast. All right, so exactly, I've always said that. That's right. Very small rocks. <laughs> very small rocks. So, very so, so the important part about this is, is even though we were having all the, she got onto Fox News and she was very public all the way out throughout her campaign and throughout the insurrection that had occurred. That every time she was interviewed, behind her on her shelf was a Glock and two AR-15s crossed like skull and crossbones behind her in full view of the camera this past week the guns are gone and it's filled with books and trophies it was all ayn rand it was kind of strange yeah very strange how that happened no no no. (laughs) i'm sure i didn't i didn't i didn't think to look at the book title oh my god that'd be funny what was the title it was the audacity of hope was back there Jesus. No, I think it was uh, "How I Got Away with It" by uh, O.J. Yeah, yeah. Simpson. Uh, uh, what was the one, what, what's the former president's book? Uh, um, uh, How to Be a Millionaire. What was the one he had? Um, oh, oh uh, the Art of the Deal. The Art of the Art Deal. Of the there deal. was yeah, it's a copy of the Art of the Deal. Yeah. But the, the thing is, if she had literally had any spine and believed in the gun thing, and and if she had the if she she believed in the guns that she said she believed in, what would be the right. problem of leaving them up on the shelf when she was being interviewed it after a mass shooting? She, she didn't want the hard question because people would have asked it. No, she wouldn't. Yeah. She only gets interviewed by Fox she, News. No, she was on Fox News. She was the uh, OAN, OAN and, and Fox News are the only people well, that interview her. The hard question from Fox News because <laughs> she couldn't answer it. Hey, why are you such an insensitive bitch? <laughs> I don't think that anybody would ask that question, Thespian. And on that bombshell. And on that bombshell. Let's take our break. Oh boy! Thank you. Yes, thank yes, you, yes, yes, yes. We have uh, we have uh, to relieve our bladders and fill our beers. Bunny got a hop. Yeah, bunny got a hop. There it is. All right, so we'll be right back after this. You are listening to One Man Revolution with your host, the Revolutionary, and the Comrade, and the Canadian, and. The pragmatist. No, wait, I'm not. Oh, the no, no. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm sorry. I'm reading the pragmatist because he's in my no. spot. No, 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 no. Son of a bitch. 
bit. Hi. All right, all right. All right, hold on, you. Identity theft is a real problem, Michael. It is. I learned all about it today. The criminal justice system. Oh, man. Oh, my God, the blue nails. I painted my nails that matched my shirt today at work while... I was on a call, and I didn't even mean to. So we're going to take that again? Is that what we're doing? Is that the no. idea? No, no we don't <laughs> have to. All right. I've done it up. And, and, I will and, absolutely drink this. And, and, and who are you? You are who again? I'm the thespian. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's for, for IDs so people understand whose voices they are while they're listening to it. But and I am the pragmatist. Yes. No, I am the pragmatist. No, I am the pragmatist. We're all the pragmatists. We're all pragmatists. No, it's the same bunny because this stuff is strong. Yeah, that's a three beer beer. I'm drinking head honcho. That's his Easter beer. <laughs> early. Yeah. Here comes Peter Cottontail riding down oh. the bunny trail. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So I'm drinking a light lager with lime called Head Honcho from Sideward. It was my last one that was in the bottom of the fridge that I, I forgot was there. And I'm like, oh, these are delicious. So I should have one. They were Head, head Which, Honcho? Head Honcho. Yes, it's a it's a lime beer. It's like it's like drinking one of those things with a lime in it. You know, it's Mexican like it's beer. It's like a Corona with the slice of lime. Yeah, but we don't talk we don't say the C word because, you know, oh. it kills people. No. <laughs> it's like a Modelo with a slice of lime. There we go. Tecate. Tecate. Nice. I love Tecate. I love you know, Tecate. I, I, I did, uh, it's not Tecate. It's Tecate. <laughs> I, did, I did promotions when Tecate was introduced into a, the United States. I was part of the promotion team that brought it into Brownsville, Texas. The pragmatist was the most interesting man in the room. <laughs> That's right. He was we Jewish? Had, we had 140 cases of Tecate in our corporate residence that we got through. We, I think we started drinking Tecate in the morning and then switched to tequila in the afternoon. That's the way to do it. Uh, breakfast, te- yes. breakfast Tecate. Comrade, what are you drinking over there? I got a mystery beer. It looks like this. Mmm. <laughs> Juicy, uh, hazy IPA. No, it is the Atticus Atlas by Parrish Brewing out of Louisiana. It's a triple IPA tall boy. Oh. He uh, doesn't work tomorrow. What's the percentage on that it. one? It doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's not legal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, I love the label. It's really, it's a, it's a, it's an Atlas. Bon temps roulé. Yeah. Very simple, very pretty. I, I what, love what's it. What's the name of it? Is it's Atticus Atlas Atticus. by Parish Brewing. Nice. And Parish Brewing. Cloudy AF. Mm. It should just be called the Hammer. <laughs> I mean, it's, that, it's it's a hot mash, is what it is. <laughs> is that the same moth that was shoved down the throat of the murder victim in Silence of the Lambs? Oh my yes. Yeah. Did you know because of contractual oh, obligations? It's wonderfully light. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> they can't use the name the name Hannibal Lecter in the new Clarice series. Yeah, that that, so that, that they, can't use, they can't use it? They can't or use Hannibal Lecter. For for contractual reasons they can't do it. So I'm I'm I, I want to see a few episodes of that just to see how they handle talking about I, that fella. I'm <laughs> caught up. Yeah. And all they refer to is uh, Buffalo Bill. Yep. They can say Buffalo mm. Bill. So they they never talk about 
the H guy. Ooh. See, I I always what, what, what was it Hannibal on NBC? Yeah. Yes. That show was inc- like it was so over the top, but <laughs> I adored every single second of it. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and all of the murder scenes were just works of art. I, excellent, excellent three seasons. If you're into that at all, you need to, you owe it to yourself to watch it. Yeah. You need to murder oh, it all. I, I'm pretty impressed by this English woman's. Uh, West Virginia accent that she does. There she's, you go. She's pretty good. And I saw an interview with her where they said, how did you get that accent? And she said, I just listened to it and mimicked it. So she never really studied how to do it. Huh. But it works It works great. She sounds like Jodie Foster. When <laughs> nice. She nice. Uh, Canadian, what are you drinking over there? So I am drinking a Sweetwater uh, 420 strain chocolate stout. Uh, it, has, it has a whole paragraph. Ready? Um, our unholy trinity of hops, strain-specific terpenes, and natural hemp-type flavors complement a roasty, malty backbone, resulting in a dreamy medley of mouth-watering flavors. Tropical fruit on the inhale, coffee on the exhale, gooey chocolate all the way through. Five, 6.4%. Damn. Damn. Oh How much did they pay you to read that? <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. It's syrup. It's chocolate syrup. Yeah. <laughs> it's Hershey's. That's amazing. So, so to those who don't know, Sweetwater... As a company out of uh, Athens, Georgia, and the state were, we no longer talk about. Yeah, they were. Oh, they're in uh, Atlanta. They're in Atlanta. They're, they were an independent brewery. I guess it's Terrapin that's out of Athens. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and they held out for the longest time from being bought from long conglomerates, large beer conglomerates, because they brew really good beers. But they sold out to a Canadian company, a Canadian, a Canadian. <laughs> Pot conglomerate. Oh, for the four because they had a four twenty. Their four twenty was their pale ale, their American pale ale. It was their signature beer, so that's why everything's four twenty strain. But I can't fault the guys who own Terrapin and ran it because they sold out for a billion dollars. Oh hell yeah! Sweet. So I would sell out for a billion dollars. Absolutely. Oh, let's face it, pragmatist. We would all sell out for a lot less. (laughs) I am a pragmatist after all. But they they stuck by their guns and kept it until they got a billion dollars. And I respect them for that. And I respect the fact that they sold it to a Canadian weed conglomerate instead of a beer company. Phenomenal. My beer is 9% ABV. Ah, there we go. And smooth as a baby's bottle. No. Oh, no, no. Oh. That is so good. Uh, Thespian, are you still on the uh, on, on on the silver bullet? It's a new one. <laughs> are the mountains still blue? The new silver bullet. Yes, it, there, it was nice and deep blue. Not not even like the pale blue that the second one was. That's the way it goes. And pragmatist, you uh, you switched from uh, from the oh my god that beer to uh, to iced tea. I take it. Uh, yeah, I've got iced tea. Yeah. Ah, yes, He's good idea. I'm too fisty. <laughs> oh boy! All Asking right. If somebody's on the silver bullet, sounds like if they're on birth control. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> the opposite. The morning after. The morning after pill. Because if or, you've had a bunch of silver bullets, you're not on birth control. It's only or good you, if you've had sex with with uh, werewolves or, yeah. or vampires. Yeah. I was going to say the silver bullet means you don't need birth control. Yeah, there you go. Ah. Because it's like a, because you're a, single. Like a, it's like an IUD <laughs> thing. It's like yeah. so. There, there was a TikTok <laughs> that said, and I will bring this one up. 
Uh, there was I brought this one up from TikTok. Um, geez. Asia. Which said, and this was my favorite, if you found out you were pregnant tomorrow, what would be the first thing you'd say? And then it clicked over to this person. And they went, hello, hello battery company. You owe me some money. <laughs> and she just and literally dumps out a drawer full of, of, uh, of vibrators. And it's like, oh. And then the same person had one in their timeline. They had it on their timeline, it said, uh, which was, uh, tell me you're single without telling me you're single. And it was literally them dumping out the same drawer. It's like, you know, you got one shtick. You got one shtick. It's dumping out a drawer full of, uh, of vibrators. So, yeah. Or short athletic full of vibrators. That's what you do with them. <laughs> a drawer full of vibrators. Oh man, absolutely. Oh, so how? I just say I play World of Warcraft, and that's pretty much it. <sighs> so did y'all hear that? Uh, that the president's, <laughs> the former president's uh, residence is halfway closed down right now. I hope so. Yes. Yes, we discussed that. it last week. Yeah, I just want to point that out. It's still closed down. It's, it's still closed. It's still closed down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's still closed down. Don't you guys ever like? Since you're so close, don't you ever like go down there to? Are we that close? We're not that close. Heckle. That's well. That's compared well to me. Fine. Compared to me. Thank goodness. <laughs> yes, you're two. You're two and a half hours away. I'm. Yeah. You know. Five hours away. I'm it's not sorry. that much further I, when you think about it. I live one hour from a beach, and I haven't been to one of those in a year. So, yeah. like, it's closer to be to someplace nicer. <laughs> and I still don't go to that because, um, well, yeah, it's an hour. So it's an hour to a beach, and it's two and a half hours to a son of a beach. So <laughs> I don't know. I think I would travel the hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, go by and throw something out the window. I mean, that's littering in the. That's littering. Yeah. See, I'm I, I as I've said before, pragmatist. You know, my my favorite part about all of this is that uh, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, he can't he can't ha- damage the world as much as he used to. I heard he was up in Ohio, uh, hanging playing uh, the Apprentice with a bunch of. Uh, House of Representatives, people who want to run, and he was playing basically a new game of who wants to be a, a, a representative from Ohio, which just, how, how can you be a kingmaker when you literally should be in prison? Which, by the way, uh, the state of New York is getting really close uh, with, their, uh, with their most recent uh, uh, allegations against him. So, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, thought experiment. Well, finding him guilty and sending him to prison hurt or improve his image with his diehard supporters? Well, first of all, um, it doesn't matter. He will, he will ghostwrite. In the long run, because he's going to ghostwrite his own version of Mein Kampf. And- yeah. yeah hey, but hey, fellow travel. Hey, that- fellow traveler in the pragmatist's house. Uh, you have to be on camera to get a name. All right, so eventually get an A. Uh, participating in the show only worked for Ghost, uh, and she already took the name. Uh, uh, Canadian, what were you saying? Um, so, so it has to do one or the other. It's not going like, to be normal because, because he will be imprisoned and therefore be able to influence prison staff yeah. to do his bidding. And 
probably they will work for money, which he happens to have. So yeah. it's a question of whether he's going to be stymied or, you know, uh, amplified by whether he's in prison or not. Not I'm, I'm not sure which. Although I will say that Facebook is likely to let him as a Facebook account, at which point prison is better. Yeah. Well, the thing about the thing about prison is is if he if he's convicted of any of the crimes that he is uh, you know he's accused of, uh, all of them have a significant amount of felony prison time. Right. So that would mean he would not be actually he could be a senator because there is no there is no. Uh, could, uh, could you imagine him being a senator? No. Like, no. like actually having to cooperate and work with people. Oh no, no, he's with the GOP. They don't do that anyway. He'd be like Ted Cruz, and and he'd be like the senator Ted Cruz. I just there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Made a nonsensical sentence there. Yeah, um, and yeah. just not, and just be all. No, actually, show. that sentence still made sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess he would, but not in the way I meant it. Correct. Well, he I mean, be any more effectual than he is. Yeah, the the the, the senator Ted Cruz uh, this week uh, has made quite a fool of himself over everything from gun control Again? to I mean he, he, to to uh, He's saying things. So hard he does. Bless he does. Bless his heart. Ble- <laughs> bless his heart. You know, he he is he is just such a sweet boy that his family loves, but nobody else does. Uh, whole, you know his whole Canadian family. Oh. He, he was literally standing in the weeds on the border looking for illegals. Yeah, he walked up. He he walked up to a podium without his mask on, and the a reporter, all the people behind him had masks on, and the reporter there said, "Hey, um, could you put your mask on? It would make us much more comfortable." And he says. Uh, well, I'm following CDC guidelines. We're all, uh, you know, we're, we're all uh, vaccinated. And very clearly in the CDC guidelines, it says if everyone is vaccinated, then you have the option to not have masks on if you're in, in a room. Gatherings. But if, in small gatherings. But if one person is not vaccinated, six feet, mask. Uh, washing hands and all the other things that are there. So that the, 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 something has been lost on a lot of these people because they are saying, Oh, well, I don't have to follow the rules. Cause I saw someone on TV, not following them. And the pragmatists can say, can very much attest to what happens behind the scenes on television recording now of people being tested and masking behind the scenes. And then it comes off for the scene and then goes right back on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Comrade, sometimes not even oh, that. Yeah, comrade. Oh yeah, your last shoot. <laughs> observe on uh, like much like everything else, the complete lack of real understanding of medical science and what masks, distancing, lack of people in a room, and the vaccines really mean. A vaccine does not make you not a carrier. Right. A vaccine does not make you not a spreader. A vaccine merely means you have a greater likelihood of having minimal impact when you are when you contract the virus. So, if you are around other people with the vaccine, everyone's okay. If you are around people without the vaccine, you should be wearing a mask because you could still be carrying and spreading the disease. And as we continue to hammer on because nobody seems to get it, 
Masks prevent spread by not allowing you to give the virus to other people. Right. It does not stop you from getting it. It stops you from giving it to someone else. So get your vaccine. Keep wearing your mask until we get the all clear from the CDC and the World Health Organization. Nobody else has any authority in this topic. So, Go ahead. I understand why people are confused. I, I, I get why they're confused. Because, I, I hate that you know, you, you get your measles vaccine and nobody wears a mask. Right, you get and you get your whooping cough when you're a kid and your diphtheria. And we, we don't even know what those are now. Tetanus. People who didn't get them, um, and so you can think, oh, well, I got a vaccine, I'm good. I'm not ever going to get this disease again because the vaccines we know about do that. Right? Yeah. They're they're yep. for very specific things, and we have got a vaccine that keeps you. From getting, if you if you got the measles vaccine, you are not going to spread measles. You are not going to get measles. You are immunized against it. So here's a fun one. That here's a fun one. Real quick, hold on, real quick. Um, I don't have a smallpox vaccine, right? Because my age, yes, my age, yeah. You have yours, and I'll bet you the Canadian doesn't have one either. Do you I have, one? have one either? They, yep. they stopped at my. They stopped at your has. age. Yeah, because you don't need it. Yeah, because. Vaccines oh work. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead, but, Canadian. But the, the, yeah, and smallpox is another one. That yeah. one works. Yeah. Um, but but this vaccine and a lot of coronavirus vaccines are like the flu vaccine, and they protect you against serious disease. If you get the flu vaccine, you can still get the flu. Yeah. And you can still give the flu to somebody. And the corona, this particular COVID nineteen, the coronavirus, stars to whatever. You can transmit asymptomatically when you are infected. Now, as a vaccinated person, you're not going to show symptoms. You're not going to get as sick. You still may have some symptoms, but you may not. You can still spread it. So just having the vaccine doesn't keep you from getting infected and doesn't keep you from spreading it. It keeps you from getting serious illness and dying from it, which is, let's face it, the important part of that. Go go ahead, Thespian, and then I'm going to say how horrible a person I would love to be. Go ahead, Thespian. Um, the, uh, tetanus, a tetanus shot is what always comes to mind because you have to get, you're supposed to get that every 10 years. Like it was, you had to get it as a kid to go into school. Yep. Um, and then really you're going to whine right now. (laughs) I understand, but, um, he doesn't want his tetanus shot. It's like, well, yeah, nobody does, but it's, it's one of those things. Like I cut myself in college and they were like when was the last time you had a tetanus shot just to be on the safe side i was like honestly i feel like it's probably been over 10 years but i really don't know so might as well just do that because it would mean that i would not get an infection and die yeah horribly horribly die horribly die yeah lockjaw is the worst like just hopefully quickly and so if i were a horrible person and I love, I love this Einsteinian thought experiment. Here we go. If I were a horrible person and I had a bunch of GOP swearing friends, which I might have, and I was vaccinated, which I am, and I happened to go to a party after being exposed to COVID-19 and being completely and thoroughly asymptomatic, and I'm wearing a mask, and my friends go, oh, 
well, you, you're vaccinated. You can take your mask off. And I'm like, okay, but that means I can get, I've been exposed to COVID-19 and I could possibly have it right now. So cool. Let me just take this off and give it to you all. Yeah, that would be a horrible thing. You'd be that would be a horrible thing, right? But they don't see it that way because the, I'm seeing this. Well, I went to Texas and it felt so good to just take my mask off and wander around. It's like, well, cool. You do realize that Governor Abbott is being hammered right now because of the loss of revenue inside of Texas because hey, because conventions <laughs> conventions and other events are swarming out of Texas because of fear of of a mass spread event at their event and being held liable for it. Because they have to take on the, the, the idea of you have to wear a mask because we need you to protect yourselves at our event. Right. You know? No, and, and, and that, that, oh, it's no longer required, I don't have to do it, is it's kind of stupid. I mean, I'm sorry. Those people are stupid. But these are the people so, that are about the government. That, these are the ones they, that are like, they hate the government. And now they're saying, oh, well, the government's well, telling the government's me I, I don't sad. have to wear a mask. It's like, well, then if you're if you hate the government, you should wear a mask right. because the government's telling you that you can go and die. But it's it's simple, rational thought. Right. Yeah. I mean, the the you're in a place where you don't know who has the virus. It's literally, you have no idea who has it. You walk into any given location, somebody may be spreading you the virus. So the only thing you can do is try to protect yourself and make other people protect you by wearing a mask. I just, I'm sorry to interrupt. Thespian, you are on camera. <laughs> Whatever, the dog needs attention. It's okay. It's a dog round. It's an auditory. It's an auditory all medium. I'm saying is what we all saw was you go neck deep in a coat of shame. <laughs> I was obviously giving the dog a kiss. It's fine. He's going through it. Well, now, it wouldn't be the wouldn't be the first time I've been neck. Turn off my video. Listen, it doesn't matter. I'm would, still here. I'm present. If any of us were wearing a cone of shame. We also would want the thespian to give us a kiss, All right? <laughs> and you won't. I'm just going to stay quiet on that one. Thank you. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just going to let that hang. We're just going to let that hang in the air. Back uh, to my point. Uh, <laughs> you you have to think for yourself. Right? Yeah. That's why. That's why you have a brain. That's why you say, "Huh, that doesn't make much sense." I don't think I want to do that because. It's but Canadian, safe. but Canadian, this is the problem. They want to be led by an autocrat. They do not want to make their own decisions. You know, it, it's no, it's broader than that. All they want is a, mm. some public official to tell them what they think they already know. Yeah. No, that's not even what no. they want. Okay, what they want pretty is close to, to, to own the libs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, that's I, no, that's absolutely yeah. it. That's absolutely no. I mean, we we talked about that before. Yeah. It's not about what they think is right or wrong or good or bad. If the liberals think something is good, it must be bad. If the liberals I'm gonna, think something I'm gonna is bad, it must be good. Flagrantly not wear my mask in Texas because all yeah. my liberal friends are going to say, "Ooh, you're be," and it's like, "Yeah, f you." I'm you know, f you. It's just a flu. It's it's yep. just to own the libs. Yep, and they're yep. willing to die for that, which is just nuts. Yeah, it is. So today that leads perfectly into social media fights that I actually got in. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so today there is a meme floating around, and it's a meme that has the word vacation in it. And it says, uh, yeah. I support mandatory vacations for everyone. And if and everyone should be forced to get them, to have them. Everyone should be forced to have them. And the first thing that someone puts under that is you can't tell me what to do. It's just as it's just as uh, it's just it's just a flu. Uh, you know, you you're a bunch of sheep for posting that. You know, you can't. You know, you can. You, you, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get vaccinated. And every time someone writes, did you read what was written? And they're like, yeah, I read it. You're being a sheep, blah, 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 blah. And so that happened. And every time I write back to them, I'm like, did you read that? And they're like, of course I read it, you sheep, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't post this. But here's the thing. Um, You have no ability to read or do science from your statement. Because the reading is they didn't read the word vacation. They read the word vaccination because that's what the current topic is. And they don't believe in science because they don't believe that people should get vaccinated. So it's like it's a double-edged sword, and it's a beautiful piece. And there was a guy that got all over me today, and I'm like, look, read what it says. You're stupid, is what they said to me. I'm like, oh, well, read what it says. You obviously have trouble reading or doing science. You're a sheep. Okay. Well, and then all the way down, and then finally, he they read it, and they laughed at one of my comments, and then they deleted the entire thread. And it's like, oh, you, you, you thought it was funny, and so you deleted the thread. I didn't delete it. I didn't do that. You're a child. It's like, dude, you're still going off on this? You can admit when you got had, man. But, the, but these people who are on the, on the autocratic side can't admit that they were had because they were owned by the libs. Um, can, oh, uh, thespian. Thespian was way early. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that uh, I learned today that many banks actually require vacations. Um, it just as a fraud prevention type of thing. Hmm. Um, you know, everybody has to take a mandatory set of time, like at least five consecutive days or something like that. And set, you know, I, I that it's a it's a thing. And I can I would be able to support mandatory vacation (laughs) because you know it would it can also look at efficiency and you know not necessarily can we survive without you but like in in the sense of can we make things easier in in a a logistics kind of sense i don't know but yeah just risk management as well. It makes it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. If you're thinking somebody's robbing you, embezzling or larceny or whatever, also learn larceny, the difference between the two. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, like if it, it's a great way to ensure or check if that's happening. Canadian. Um, I I originally I think before this broadcast said I was against. Forced vacations. Um, I actually am not now. Learn that I the think science, it, sir. Now that I've gotten more more thought on it, I I was thinking forced vacations as you will go to Cancun and you will like it. And it's, it's about forcing people to take their time off. And right. I, I think I think we don't get enough time off, and we should be forced to take five weeks. 
I am, however, also for forced vaccinations because mm-hmm. that's a public health thing. And yeah. unless you have like a medical reason why you can't get vaccinated, you're getting vaccinated because we all need to be vaccinated. And we've made a lot of inroads, comrade, that that in not allowing people to get vaccinated. So you have the anti-vax movement where you have children that are going in to schools that their parents are anti-vaxxers for one reason or another, because Jenny McCarthy wrote a book that said that it gives people down syndrome, which was completely rebuked by the medical community, whatever. Um, but not down syndrome. It was uh, autism, autism, autism. Autism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the idea was, uh, can't add an extra chromosome to people. Sorry. Um, but the idea here is is that you know they, re- they injected three whole chromosomes. <laughs> yeah. now, you, now you started a thing. I did, I did. Sorry. Sharing. But the idea here is is that you know they they read these book they read this book they go to the they, they go to the school board they say my child shouldn't be vaccinated and then that child gets measles and then the entire class doesn't get measles because everybody else was vaccinated. Vaccine. Weird that weird or, weird or, how that happened. Or in some cases, there's a group of anti-vaxxers yep. and all their kids get measles. That's right, comrade. Um, I wanted to talk, touch slightly on a thing that the thespian alluded to, actually. You want to touch the thespian's thing? Go ahead. Uh, later. Um, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, what, she, uh, she alluded to this concept of having uh, people you can't do without in a workplace. No such thing. And if there is a workplace where one person is absolutely critical Every day, 24-7, yada, yada. What you have is bad staffing practices. That's the, what you have is a, corporate, is a corporate policy that minimizes payroll in order to maximize profits at the expense of their workers, mm-hmm. which I'm getting way into the weeds on something not related to vaccines. Welcome, this is something- welcome to the American structure of corporations, comrade. Yes, but no, for vaccine that. Forced vac- vacation, vacation, forced vacations would absolutely help reinforce no. that staffing needs to be improved. No, no it wouldn't. But <laughs> it would be nice to think it would. No, it would be nice to think that it would. Uh, working in a work environment where we are woefully understaffed uh, and there is no margin for error, uh, the first um, time I have in a number of months with no obligations outside of work, I asked for three days off. Three, that's it. And the most I could get was two. Because of other people's need to have time off in their scheduled work week. Not even paid time off, just time off in a scheduled work week. That's how poorly staffed my company is. And this is not, a, this is not unique. No. This is a countrywide corporate structure where, by and large... Payroll is not considered a resource, it's considered a cost. And when you treat your people as a cost, it is to the it is to the discredit of the entire company. Yep. yep. So so I will I will say the thespian was right in a certain respect. Is that if you force people to take their two weeks off, that guy who's critical that nobody knows how what to do his job, it's gonna become painfully obvious that he's a point of failure and that they need to, they need to get a replacement for him or he's going to come ask them for more money and then they'll be screwed. So, so forced vacations will force the company to reckon with their single point of failures to use my lingo. Four weeks of forced vacation a year. I, well, 
I think, yeah, no, minimum. Uh -huh. That's minimum actually we need how to be it's doing, done in Europe. Yes. Minimum, we need we need four weeks of vacation because two weeks is not enough. Not enough. Not enough time off. But, and but it's that's, to the point where it's like no access to work at all. Like you cannot do work from home on that, your vacation. So the, pra the pragmatist and I spent a lot of our careers as freelance, consultant, uh, independent contractors, business owners, entrepreneurs. Yeah, it's gig workers. And when, when we hear things like this, it's like, wow, that's the corporate model, privilege model that a lot of people have that the negotiation for, I, I had a, I, I had a company, I own my own company and I didn't take a vacation for eight years. Did I feel that that was bad? No, I loved what I, I love what I do and That's I don't see, difference. I don't see taking a vacation. Let, let, let me, let me, let me the, the words were you owned your own company. Yep. Yep. You are not employing some guy at as cheap as you can get him. Nope. To for as do many some hours work for as you, you can for get as him. many hours as you can get him and tell him he can't take a vacation. That right. that's that's the that's, that's being the employee, which yeah. is and let's be honest, we're only employees because there's a certain expectation of these sorts of benefits, right? Right, right. You're not an employee because you want to work 100 hours a week and not take vacation and not get paid. You're an employee for the for the stability that it solves and for the flexibility it gives you. Mm -hmm. um, and I happen to be in a job that's very flexible and very forgiving, and so my vision of this is skewed. But but that's why you're an employee because you don't want to work all those hours. You want to have the time off, and you want to be able to 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 put work aside and go. And if you can't do that, if you're not allowed to do that, if a company doesn't let you do it, if you're in the critical spot and they can't live without you, then you're essentially owning the company but not getting paid for it. And that's... Yep. And, and you're not compensated on, for the responsibility. And, and, and here's... That's on you. Yeah. I was going to say, and here's the level of evil because I was a business owner and I don't want... Uh, and the pragmatist is going to look at me like I'm, an, I, I'm a complete ass. But oh. um, people... Uh, People don't have to continue working that job. No, and I know, I know that that's that's very cold and that's very that, that's very no, pragmatic. It's totally that, appropriate. That, you know, that was pragmatic. One of the, yeah, that was one of the comments I was going to say to the yeah. com to the comrades thing. Yeah. It's like you could say I want three days vacation. They could say no, you can only have two. It's like oh no, I'm going to take the rest of the year off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually, to, to that point, because uh, the Canadian and I had had this discussion uh, a little while ago. Yeah. This idea, and, and we've talked about it in the past, this idea of wage slavery. Yeah. Right? It's this concept of we pay you enough to afford to live. You take on certain costs. You take on responsibilities. But we don't pay you enough to give you a cushion for the flexibility of taking off the rest of the year or even a month. Or, or even two weeks or to change jobs. Right. It, it, there's a minimum three-week gap between quitting your old job, starting your new job, and getting a paycheck, yep. right? You have to be able to survive for three weeks, and sixty percent of America lives paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, it's that more. Sixty yeah, percent of America it's a large cannot number. float that extra week yeah. to start a new job. So yes, you can just quit. Nobody's requiring you to stay, except all of your responsibilities and bills at home. Right. If the difference between eviction and a job that touches your soul but doesn't pay as well. You're going to pick the job that kills your soul, but lets you at least have a place to live. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the crisis that we are facing in this country. 
that, 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 that that's the core of it. And that's corporate greed. That's yeah. that's that's the guy at Blizzard getting two hundred million dollar bonus yep. because he laid off his entire East thirteen hundred people. Yeah. And it's, it's like really it's, you're it's, making me hate you more yeah. now? It's it's also, and this is the one that gets me, it's also the uh, oh, our people don't don't pee in bottles on the line uh, at Amazon. We never do that. We no, pay no, them no, a, no. at the meat packing facility. Yeah. Well, no, it's at Amazon right now. It's literally at Amazon right now. No, well, no, but also if you saw the 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 John Oliver piece on meat packing yeah. a couple weeks yeah. ago, there is a person who is handling chicken cuts, pissing in a bottle, and going back to handling chicken cuts because that's all the time he has. Yep. You know, and again, it's. It's hard, and I don't. And again, organized labor uh, is an important thing. And I still don't know what the Alabama vote was for Amazon, or did that happen? I don't know if it's happened yet. I mean, did that? Did Amazon happened. successfully lobby for that not to happen because it was supposed to happen March first? They certainly slowed it down. I mean, because, because the I, I, yeah, because that union was up, going, actually yeah, because that union was supposed to vote and then basically turn Amazon on its ear. Even though they pay well, it has nothing to do with pay. It has to do with with, with what the with what happens during the job. Right. As of job seven safety. hours ago on TechCrunch.com. Oh, good. Um, the the vote is next week. And so okay, so it's the end but, of March. Okay. Here's, end of March. here's the thing about the Amazon job. March twenty ninth. It, it's it's the it's perhaps Monday. the the trap of the job that pays well yeah, is if you, if, if, if we had a $15 minimum wage, right. Then the Amazon paying $15 would be no different than any other job. And you could tell Amazon to F off. Yep. Right. Right. But because Amazon's paying twice minimum wage, your choice is to quit Amazon and suffer by not getting another job that doesn't pay as well. Or yep. deal with the problems of Amazon, and at that point, they can abuse you as an employee. Yep. Right, and that's where the that's where this discrepancy comes. They're advertising, oh yeah, we pay fifteen dollars an hour, but they abuse you, and that's not okay either. And some yeah. people say that that's why they raised it. Saji, you're hitting the microphone with your tail. Oh, is Sorry. that what it is? She, um. <laughs> in case she does, she is very much for equal pay. I see and that. Yes, but she hates yes. this kind of conversation. Exactly. But it is one of those things that the reason, you know, some people are, are postulating that the reason why Amazon and some of these large tech companies are, are paying so well is so that they can keep people in wage slavery. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if you get away from the wage slave, I mean, if you try and quit there, you're going from a $30,000 a year job to with good benefits to a $15,000 a year well, a no, job with with, ben- with no benefits. No, remember that one of the things that Amazon did to get fifteen dollars an hour is to eliminate benefits. So mm. they don't get benefits; they get right. They're paying for their own. Yeah, but and and they option of them for buying. But the benefits. the benefits are there for them to pay for. Right. Fair. Yes. But yeah. but what 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 the real issue here is is not no mandatory vacations. No, it's not any of that. The, the real issue is that, and we've talked about this, it, it's, it's the concept that the cost of living has increased regularly, as it should. In a healthy economy, everything slowly increases in cost and value. Wages have not proportionally increased. Right. Cost of living, uh, we can use a lo- local, the, the local market, Orlando. The Orlando housing market has increased at 
double the national average rate in terms of cost of housing. Forget everything else. Just the sheer cost of housing in the last seven years has, has uh, advanced at double the national rate. But our wages have stayed as stagnant as everywhere else in the country. So we've gone from having two people being able to afford a two-bedroom apartment to needing four people to, need a, to afford a two-bedroom apartment. Yes, people can still live. Yes, they can still work. But the quality of life is significantly reduced. And on top of that, nobody's making enough money to build equity to then invest in housing because on top of all of this other shit, houses are inflated at 200%. Yeah. They, like literally, If you account for inflation and then, and then add in the normal growth of, 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 of economy, houses cost twice as much as they should in this country. Yep. Twice as much. Yeah. yeah. The Orlando market went up 16% last year yeah. in terms of housing yep. costs. Um, the rental costs, though, in <laughs> in uh, Orlando, because I was a renter until recently, it was the average, I think this is released in July, the average rental in Orlando for a one-bedroom apartment was $1,000 a month. Which is... Yeah. It's only slightly above the national average, but that's but that's a very skewed number. It's it. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's Orlando's a big area. Some some places are very cheap. Some places are more expensive. the The point I was trying to make is I am seeing now in the similar area to where I lived before, efficiencies going for a thousand dollars a month. Yep. So there's there's a jump hey. in price in six months of. Hey. You know, here's the, here's 20, the actual 30%. important number. Between 2014 and 2020, the normal year-over-year rental price increase on a national average was about 3 to 4%. Yeah. Okay, so every year was increasing about 3 to 4%. In Orlando, it was 8 to 10% every right. year. Yeah. And, and 10%, That's the number that matters. Just to give you an idea, 10% a year over seven years is doubling. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so, and it's been longer than seven years. Yeah. So the prices have doubled in seven years in Orlando, mm-hmm. and that that wages have not. Yeah. No wages. Wages have stayed at seven twenty five since uh, the what twenty twenty or two thousand one. Probably two thousand one. Yeah. 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 There has not been a, a, a minimum wage increase in a very which, very long time. Which kind of begs an interesting question, right? We um, uh, in terms of things like price fixing, right? There, there was a big lawsuit between Amazon and Apple and a couple of other providers, ebook price fixing. If everybody in an industry agrees non-verbally that a book should cost $10, no competition, no particular reason why, this should just that's just what it is. That's called price fixing. Yeah. And what the United States has is a labor rate price fix. Uh, in my particular industry, I, I can speak to this uh, with, with great authority. My industry is woefully underpaid for the amount of work we are expected to do. And it is market wide. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter how much experience you have. You're getting a certain amount of money for the job you do. And it doesn't matter how good you are at it or how bad you are at it. That's what you're getting. Who else got in Nothing- fights this week? Well, and, and, <laughs> and nothing discourages greater performance than not paying you what you're worth. That's but, but true. Before we sign off, I need to go on a boring topic, but I will let other fights go on. Before I get in fights, I didn't get into. <laughs> I, feel, uh, I feel like the Thespian got in a fight. I don't recall. I also don't have a well done. I, I have a I have, I have a big well done. I have a big well Except done. Except for Raphael Warnock, who gives no. A great I don't think I got in rights. a. I don't know. I don't remember. But I have some well done. I have and well done. 
So I have uh, I have some of my favorite my favorite news of this of this past week happened while we were on the show last week. Yeah. Uh, one of my pla- everyone who knows me knows one of my favorite places on earth is the country of Iceland. And right now there is one of the most spectacular oh. eruptions that may go on for decades, I might add. <laughs> Because they said that the last time a volcano erupted in the in the area in which it is erupting, uh, it erupted for thirty odd years. Wow! So uh, it's it's really interesting to see because I always have the live feed up somewhere. Um, my my favorite part is, and I'm watching it now because uh, I faded away a little bit because of the the real estate talk. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go look at a minimum wage in real estate. I'm going to go look at a volcano. Um, <laughs> it, it's in one, my favorite region, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite things is the naming of stuff in Iceland. It's that their names are so good. Okay. And one of my favorite things is this is in a valley. The valley is called castration Valley because that's nice. what the farmer called it. Is that the translation? Yes. That's Gel- amazing. Geldings Alder. Okay, so it's Geldings Alder. Yeah, uh, yeah, which is Castration Valley, which I think is hilarious. And That's hysterical. Um, over the course of the week... Uh, Gentlemen, for- don't go there alone. <laughs> well, it was because of sheep. It was well, it was a valley where he ran alone. his sheep. Yeah. Is that where they were cooking the hot dogs on I, the lava? Oh, I, so good. I think you're you wrong, comrade. I think you should oh. only go there alone. Yes, don't <laughs> don't 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 go there with anyone else. But but over the course of the past week, it has been a very spectacular eruption. It's it's what they're calling a tourist eruption because it's it's away from people. But it it looks like Kilauea when it erupts. It's just kind of lava pouring out of a hole, and it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's beautiful, um, and it's away from people. Kilauea was filling a lake this yeah. last time. Yeah. It's away from people. Really cool. It's accessible by the highways. It's like an hour and a half to two hour hike. So the majority of people, although they had a two kilometer long traffic jam uh, this past week because people were like, "We're going." That's um, everybody in Iceland, right? Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. But right now, the evenings are the best time to view it yeah. on the cameras because everything is just glowing red. And yeah. it, it, it had one major cone and then a couple of small cones next That's, to it. I was watching that small cone grow. And the small cone has now grown, and they're both almost the same size. And they're going to become one cone, and it's going to be really cool. And it's literally happening right now as and we two speak. Two cones become one. Yes, yes. And, and so two become one. Yeah, and it's going to be really cool. Some love like I never needed love before. So I'm going to say that I want to give a well done of the week to Icelandic Emergency Services, <laughs> and here's why: because um, tourism. No, and here's why. <laughs> There was a, the path to get there went over volcanic fields and they didn't want people to get hurt. So what they did is they, they went through and they mapped out a course to get people there safely and then paved it. Nice. (laughs) They literally went through with a, with a machine to flatten out the area so people could walk to it. Uh, and that to me, it has nothing because currently tourism is down because, well, it, we're in a pand- a pandemic here, right? So pandemic, pandemic. So the the Icelanders are getting to 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 see their own volcano and be able to walk out there. And um, Grapevine.is has a great feed. Um, uh, what is the other one I'm looking at here? Uh, Ruv has a great feed uh, to just 
put it on in the background and watch a it's watch watch a volcano. I, I have it, the, I have the it one up you, and I'm watching. Yeah, it's the one beautiful. You shared had nice music on it. Yeah, it's it yeah, great. Yeah, comrade. I have a slightly closer to home. Well done of the week. It's a twofold thing. Um, we have uh, both the United States Supreme Court has widened the ability to sue police for excessive force. And in tandem with that, um, the New York Police Department officers are no longer protected from civil lawsuits after the city council has passed police reform legislation nice. removing qualified immunity. Let's get yeah. rid of qualified immunity all around. Here, here. Just remember, um, the city of New York pays out some some ridiculous number every year. It's something like a billion dollars or more a yeah, year. It's 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 up uh, there. The new the new attorney general in L.A. County uh, uh, has saved something like seven hundred million dollars in cost to the county by not pursuing uh, minor criminal cases like basic possession. Yeah. Uh, since they were elected last year, like like the amount of the amount of tax saver. The amount of tax money saved by not pursuing frivolous lawsuits that are frivolous uh, uh, citations that are specifically designed to target minorities, yeah, is is wild. It's it's well, nuts to me how much money we waste as tax as taxpayers. It, it's part of the problem like that. with broken windows policing. Yep. Yes. When you look at every yes. little thing, it costs yep. you money, and and we 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 need that for another another episode. Yeah. Um, I do have two things to say. Um, one is a fight I didn't get into, and you guys will snooze at this. Pete Buttigieg, our is Secretary it, of it, Transportation. Oh. Transportation, here we go. Mayor uh, Pete Buttigieg. not real estate. <laughs> yeah. Said you should not have to own a car to prosper in this country, no matter what kind of community you're living in. Yep. Which I totally agree in. And a lot of the comments were... Well, what am I supposed to take the? Are we supposed to have a bus from this town to Boise, Idaho? And my response is no. no. You should have no. a train. Yes, we should oh, have trains. Um, we should have mass transit all over this country. And it turns Every... out, Go I'm going to get in the weeds. It turns out we have a transportation budget. Eighty mm-hmm. percent goes to roads. Twenty mm-hmm. percent goes to mass transit. It's ridiculous. To like switch that around, yeah, and well, inf- build mass transit infrastructure. If you live in Illinois, uh, you would disagree with that conclusion because <laughs> those roads are shit. Uh, well, but what I will say is, but that's the uh, state's most, problem. Most that's major highway, problem. yes, yeah. The, the state of Illinois is wonderful at balancing its books. Um, <laughs> They're good at voting, though. States, from what I've heard, they vote a lot and often. Even the dead people uh, vote. Especially if you're dead. Yeah. Uh, most major states have plenty of real estate next to and near major highways between yep. towns to build railroads. It's very expensive to run railroads. It's very cheap to build yep. railroads. Build them, run them when the money is there, and guess what? Massive traffic reduction is a huge benefit both to the environment and to people's and, quality of life. And it, we're not necessarily talking about I mean, let's 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 look at Europe. Railroads go everywhere. They in, invested in that infrastructure when it was instead of cars. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get to a small town in Germany, you can get there. There's a train that runs twice a day, and you mm-hmm. go out there and you get it, and you come back. And there's a train schedule, and we can do that in the U.S. as well. You're you're not going to get the train from you know Sterling, Idaho, or whatever the town was, 
to Washington DC, you know, in 24 hours, you know, in 12 hours or whatever, you're going to catch a train that the local that goes to the major hub that's going to get you in Montana to a major regional hub that'll get you to DC, right? And you switch trains. It's, it's how it works, but you have the ability to get there without owning a car. And, and the amount of venom in this post about how we can't do it was just surprising to me. And, and this I mean, whole thing is a post-World War II problem because right, pre-World yeah. War II, it was fine to, to ride trains. Post-World War II, the automobile manufacturers were very keen on the, on the soldiers coming back to being in the suburbs driving cars. Right. Right. Well, they had to make use of all the tooling that they built. Yeah, during the war. But 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 on top of that as well, and I, I don't mean to steal your thunder, Canadian, because I completely agree with you. On top of that is a complete rework of how cities are built and how they're right. maintained. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of housing problems. Nation to to bring it back to real estate and make sure the pragmatist absolutely signs off before the end of the show. Um, Yep, and the revolutionary's gone too. Uh, we have a housing crisis. We, we do not have enough affordable housing for the people in this country. Oh. We have enough property for everyone to have a place to live. Now, if you repurpose everything to make sure that there are affordable housing near major public hubs, you fix three problems in one. At once. Yeah. Yep. You and I are on the same page with that. Yes. We, need to have a, we need to have a show on that as well. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say, uh, we, we should. This is why we should do Twitch. The Canadian yeah. and I should discuss public transport, real estate, and guns, <laughs> and Twitch. that would just be five hours of content. Wait until <laughs> wait until the Rev is on his next European so, vacation. So the other thing that I wanted to to say about the, to the the people that were like, oh, you can't you can't do it, you can't afford, you can't ride a bus. I'm not riding a bus. Nobody wants. It's like, well, we have essentially self driving cars. Yeah. Why can't we provide a car service for people that need the transportation mm-hmm. to do that? And then you just it just runs as needed. You, you get enough taxi. people with schedules. <laughs> but essentially that, yeah. But but it's sub it's a subsidized taxi <laughs> for people who need to travel to the next major hub. If you're in a low in a in a rural because there's, there's a lot of rural areas in mm-hmm. in the United mm-hmm. States that yeah, are right. not immediately near anything that would be a hub. Nope. You know, like so I want to. You're you're an hour away or 100 miles away from a hub, no matter where you are. Yeah. And and so you get regional transportation to the hub to get you where you need to go, and there's no reason we can't do that. Right. So I want to bring up something that has happened that I've seen uh, happen in town when I'm cycling. And I'll be riding past a bus stop where a person sitting at a bus stop has a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And then they have a bunch of bags. And I'm like, oh, so they went shopping with their bicycle. They got to the, the grocery store with their bicycle, but they don't want to carry all the stuff back. And I saw this the other uh, last week, or was it a few weeks ago when I rode up to, oh, no, when I rode up to see uh, you, Canadian. Uh, yep. And we had, I had pints yep. uh, for, for Orval Day. Um, and while I was riding up, I stopped my bike, got off and helped a woman load her bags onto the bus because the bus driver was complaining. Why do you have so much stuff when you have a bike? And I jumped off my, I just saw that someone was struggling and jumped off my bike and just threw the bags onto the bus. It's like, here, ma'am, let me just help you real quick and threw them on there. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And the guy's like looking at me, get, staring daggers at me because he knows that he, when they get to the destination for this woman, yep. not only does she have to get up front and take the bike off the front, 
She then has to take all the bags off by herself when he, and I, I know they are not allowed to do it, but the bus driver, you know, is sitting there watching the woman put the bags on. And everyone on the bus is sitting there watching the person do it. And the person who was sitting at the bus stop next to her was watching her put the bags on the bus. When a guy who's biking by stopped and helped. So, so I, I, for a while, took the bus to work. Yeah. And my experience on the bus was sort of half of that. Yeah. There are people on the bus who's like, I'm riding the bus. I'm not talking. I'm, I'm like in, I'm in Oz. I, I, nothing's going on. I'm not... But there were a lot of people who were very helpful to people on the bus and give up seats and help them yeah. bring their bags in. I don't know that anybody ever left the bus to get stuff to help somebody on the bus. But if somebody was struggling to carry a bag up the bus, they'd get up to the stairs and help them. And that was that was a regular occurrence. But I was on a commuter bus. Yeah. You know, and that builds community in the morning and the evening. It's a, yeah, it's, it, there was the same people getting on the bus every right. every day, coming and going, so they knew each other. Yeah, you know that has a certain part of it, but but uh, but we need there, to destigmatize and normalize utilizing bus. public transportation. Right. Yep. right. It's not I that agree. you're poor. It's not that you're un un uh, unsavory, and that's why you're on the public transportation. Right. It's because public transportation is available. You don't have you don't have to have an internal single internal combustion vehicle that is inefficient uh, because and 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 poorly maintained because you don't have the funds to do it right in order to ma- ma- get yourself to your job i did it cuz it was convenient yeah. it, it worked really really well yeah that's um well uh, to add to that i so i'm rewatching sister sister right now <laughs> And, um, you know, the show with Tia and Tamara Lowry back way back in the day, like early 90s, I think. Who? And I'm sorry. Is, some of us are a bit old on here. We're uh, not sure I who that is. Was it a Disney Channel thing? Didn't realize. No, it actually <laughs> didn't. It wasn't. Um, it's on Netflix. It's not on Disney+. Plus. Um, I believe it. I don't even know. I I'm just know I'm I, just picking on you because you're young. It was on Disney at one point in time, but it's fine. Anyway, um, so they are uh, in, you know, in the first season, they regularly take the bus. Like yeah. it is a just a common thing, and I I do feel like my parents especially just made that or that my parents' generation. Or how I grew up. I don't know where I grew up, my affluency, whatever, just established this stigmatism of of the bus and not and how it's unsafe and anything like that. And it was just no, they actually lived in a pretty good house. It was just way more convenient for the parents to be like, Yeah, kids, you go on, do whatever. And, you know, just be back by 11. 11 yeah. for 14 year Whatever. It's fine. Uh, I, I rode trains when I was nine in Philadelphia. Yeah, so. yeah I went to I downtown Chicago at yeah. 15. Yeah. I mean, I went to Disney where I would go to Disney World by myself at 12. And, I don't. And, and parents were charged with child abuse for letting their 10-year-olds run to the playground down the block. Mm-hmm. So it's a different era. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a similar I, time. You had a well done, right? I don't have a well done. Oh. I, I have I have the antithesis of well done. Oh, <laughs> oh we're gonna end on a sad note. I thought we were doing no, good with. No, because I have a well done. Oh, okay, good, good, good. So go ahead, Canadian, then we'll get her well done. So I don't know if anybody watched the the leaders of social media 
trying to defend themselves in a congressional That's hearing. a terrible band name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> leaders of like social the media. of the United States? Um, leaders of social media. Leaders uh, of... It, it was it was first of all those congressional hearings are, are awful to watch anyway because yeah most of the people have no idea what question they're asking or if they can ask the right question but they were asked uh, a couple of questions uh, the the guy who owns Twitter uh, if it was Jack um, basically said yeah he's partially responsible for the insurrection on January 6th the guy running Facebook who's not 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 Zuck, yeah. Marky's Zarky Zark, yeah. Um, was like, well, I don't really know. It's a complicated, and they're like, yes or no. It's like, no, it's a complicated. It's like, all right, so you're not going to answer the question, fine. Mm-hmm. But part of the problem of the gotcha yes or no's is it doesn't allow for nuance, which a lot well, of these discussions but, require. But 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 the thing is, is that the Jack, what's his name from Twitter, Jack gave Twitter. the nuance. He Jack said, Twitter. yes, but. This yeah. is the caveat I would give to that. We're not solely responsible. We had a role to play and let talking instead of answering with the yes or no, and then giving your your rebuttal as to why you said yes or no. They're like, well, I don't know what the you know. It's like no, you're not answering the question. Yes or no? Is it yes or no? With the caveat, and they wouldn't they wouldn't do that. So I kind of get it. I yes or no is a. Is a, is a um, I agree with you, comrade, that it, it is often used as a as a stick. Did you beat your wife? Yes or no? It's like when did you stop, stop beating, your, beating wife? your wife? Yes or no? Yeah, yes, that's uh, no. What? But yes or no? It's like yeah, at no. what point did you stop beating your wife? Yes, exactly. It's those those kind of questions. But this was not not really that. It was. Do you feel your social media platform had a had a significant role in the? January 6th insurrection. Yeah. You can say yes or no and you can qualify your answer, but they wouldn't. And and uh and on top of that, Mark Zizark. Mark um, Zizark, yes. Good catch, good catch. Good catch. Uh said in an interview that yeah, he would he would uh, he would abide by his his school board or whatever it is that that reviews Facebook Supreme Court. Yes. Um, it has a name. It's not Facebook but, Supreme Court. It's, that, no, it's that's got, what it's I, I do it's, like. It's a, it's a review out. board or something. It's it's Facebook review board or something. Yes. I whatever they right. said, the review independent board. review board, whatever they Bug recommended, as far as the president coming back onto Facebook. And while I respect that answer, that's a non-answer because the president, the former president, the oversight board, oversight oversight board board is toxic. And if they, this oversight board is not entirely independent and they know that the former president can bring money into Facebook. And so the fact that the Zarky Zark would say, yeah, whatever, you know, these people that I tell them to do, they'll do. Um, really, really annoyed me. But um, and that that I think is what frustrates me the most about how Twitter handled everything for the last four years is they had a lot of opportunity to say no. You have violated right. our terms of service, and we are going to cancel your account because you have perpetuated violence right. and stigma and racism and bigotry. But they didn't until it was too late. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, the thing that I'm not giving Jack what's his name any credit. Jack, Jack Twitter. Twitter. I Jack Twitter. <laughs> his name Jack is Jack Twitter. Twitter. Any credit because he he said, yeah, we had a problem with that because, well, you were a problem with that, right? You, you could have fixed it. You should have 
upheld your EULAs from the beginning and yeah. banned him, and you would have gotten him under control and said you let him run um, and all that. But 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 Facebook and 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 Markerberg um, <laughs> are like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's not such a big deal. We'll and, see what the oversight board says. Yeah. And, and so I warned you. I was going to say this early on. I'm going to say. Not Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, and oh, and wait, our feed's down. Air. Why is our feed down? Our feed just stopped running. God, son of <laughs> no, a bitch. What? Yeah, our feed just went down. I don't know why. It's like we're off Facebook for some reason. It was super fast. Man, that was quick. I had the best well done out of all <laughs> well, of it. Well, give it anyway. Instantly. Give it anyway. You know, it'll end up on the podcast itself. Just so, yeah, so go ahead. Yeah, go, yeah, it'll end up on the audio version of the podcast. Uh. Yeah, Sagi thanks, Canadian. If it's any, if it's any constellation, Sachi is mad at me. <laughs> uh, all right, so my well done. Um, on Wednesday, New Zealand unanimously agreed to allow um, parents who suffer a miscarriage three days of paid uh, paid leave. Nice. For, for first uh, in the world. Yeah. yeah, and that's I well absolutely well done. It's amazing to, that that kind. Of, damn, I want to move to New Zealand. Like, so, so this is like a well, bankrupt cust companies, right? Because they have to. Pay well, just like all, all of their gun money. recall laws and everything yeah. else, they're destroying their country from the inside out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and that's sarcasm for those of us who don't get yeah. it. Yeah. It's so strange to see what a real progressive country looks like. New Zealand's yeah. entire government is kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. And this is another example of how wonderful they are. Yeah. And led by a woman. I would really love to emphasize that yet again. Uh, a mother of multiple children. I believe she gave birth. birth. Well, she, yes, she did during her, during her term. Yeah. yeah. So her, her last term, her third term was in her the middle of her first term. <laughs> yeah, but, but she's so emotional oh. right yes to the point where she was able to eradicate you know it's it's so strange everything it, she's done has been, like, been yeah it's so it's it, it yeah I, yes oh, it, it is if so there's, if there's a woman that you would want your child to aspire to like, yes yeah it well is done. so it is well so done. very strange to see a woman who demedicalized the idea of childbirth to the point where she had a child and then continued her job. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is the, the level at which our, our, you know, many Western cultures do it is, is our, 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 our system of insurance has made it. And this is where part of the wealth gap happens with, with, uh, with women in industry. Oh, well, once you, once they have a child, they're never coming back to their jobs. So pay them three quarters of what a man gets paid. I'm going to go full Australian here. Fuck yes, Jacinda Ardern. Fuck yes. Yeah, that's right. You know, so uh, New Zealand has it right. We should all follow what New Zealand's doing. Uh, it yeah. sounds like Select they... a woman. Yeah, it sounds like they are a very... Well, it sounds like they're doing a very good job. Yeah, yeah. They're making Canada look Tell me I'm wrong. You're, uh, I'm not going to say because we tried this before and look what happened. We got we got the or bad orange man last time we tried to do that. No, pick a different woman. Yeah, I think you'd end up with the same result. Same result. America. Yeah, because we have a deep seated 
anti, uh, well, a deep-seated misogyny. Let's just leave it there. I have, just, I have just, a lot of hope is. for the children of America. Well, you know why that is, I, Thespian? I have that hope, too. Because I have that hope, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I believe the children are our future. And I, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I believe the children are our future. And on, and on that bombshell. And on that bombshell. You can find the One Man Revolution podcast on Spotify. Uh, app, uh, tune in radio, Apple Podcasts, and at onemanrevolution.org. There it is. There it is. Google Podcasts. Excellent. It's a Google Podcast too, but we're we're all over the place. Tune in and radio. On your you favorite name it. Podcast player. If you have a podcast player and you can't find us, you let me know because we're Wherever probably there. Find podcasts are sold. <laughs> That's right. Are <laughs> served away. or given away or served. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh man, ah, it's funny. It says funny. The funny part is, this is from one of our people in the field. Their Facebook did crash five minutes ago while you were talking about this. <laughs> so I just want to point out, you did that, Canadian, by saying I, that I did it intentionally. You did that intentionally. You did. All right. Well, un- until for the bomb for be, the bombshell be, because. Okay. Ted Cruz, that guy. That's right. Ted Cruz, that guy. Until Ted next Cruz. time. Until next time, which will be next Friday at the same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, I'm the revolutionary. I'm the comrade. I'm the Canadian and make racists afraid again. There you go. And I'm the thespian. I know who I am this time. <laughs> and uh, je suis un pragmatiste. Ah, oui, oui, oui. Oh, all right. So until, so until next time... I'm not going to say it this time. Yes, I am. (laughs) Fuck Ted Cruz. Yeah. (laughs)